Good morning, everybody. Welcome to 3Q, New Mexico's premier business podcast. I am your host, Pam Myers, and my wonderful co-host is Erica Yoakum with Virtual Personal Assistance. And our guest today is Octavian. Octavian is the owner of Royal Highness Dispensary in Bernalillo, New Mexico. Welcome, Octavian. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me this morning. Yeah, yeah, excited to, I, I was so excited to run into you um, a couple of weeks ago. So tell us about, when did you open Royal Highness Dispensary? I opened in May of 2022. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. So you're you're new. All right. Very yeah. new. We, we got a, a late start, a month uh, start from the, the launch of the state, which went recreational in April of 2022. Yeah. Yeah. How how was the process of starting your business? How did that go? I mean, was it smooth or was it, you know, it was difficult. Um, it's a new <laughs> process for the entire state. So me personally, I didn't have no um, no one to rely on. Um, there was no help on my part. So there was no clear path to here's how you do it. Um, so it was it was difficult. Um, a lot of guidance. It was new for the state, so there was a lot of waiting games. Um, so it was it was pretty difficult. It, I, I I can't even imagine. Like especially because everyone was just willing to. They were jumping in, right? Everybody was jumping in with both feet and like, oh, this is a cash grab. But I think New Mexico did a fairly fairly good i mean i don't know if good is the right word for it but a good but they did a lot of preparing for this and so they did they put a lot of regulations into place so it wasn't quite as crazy yeah but i can't even imagine the 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 logistic and legal hoops of fire they put you through yeah there's still a there's still a lot of learning that we still have going on um you know it was seen with the last legislative session with a lot of new um bills that were introduced and we as business owners, we're still learning on a daily process and different things that need to be done. Um, are we far from being perfect? Of course not. There's still a lot that still needs to happen. But, you know, as a team, as business owners, that's our jobs. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, what was um, was there a, like a source that you went to that you finally were able to get help from? Or I mean, starting a business is already a challenge. Right. And then starting one that isn't legal on a federal level is a whole nother level of Oprah that right. you got to go right. through. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that's that's the first notion that everyone thinks, oh, someone that owns a dispensary has this huge cash flow where they're going to have this huge they have this huge pocketbook. And in reality, it's it's far opposite. It's the most expensive um, business to operate in the state of New Mexico. You know, from the wow. top down, even though we're not regulated federally, from the state down, we're from the banks, even at the bank level, we're it's a huge monopoly. We get charged huge fees because there's a few industries of banks that tailor just to the cannabis industry. So within that industry, it's it's still a wild, wild west out here in New Mexico. So unfortunately, people are out there to make that dollar. I was just going to say, everybody wants to make their cut. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, there's a market. Ooh, uh -huh. Like I, I read somewhere that um, that the uh, the sale of safes has mm -hmm. gone through the market, has gone through the ceiling, right? Because 
and like nice high end, bigger safes and that type of stuff. And I was like, and there they are just like going, Oh, so your dispensary. Well, that's a 20% extra, you know, everybody's thinking about how they're going to make money off of you trying to run a business. Absolutely. Wild. And that's what happened when the market first opened, you know, the cost of which we call flour, which is the actual hard um, marijuana itself was the prices were through the roof. Right. And, you know, that's slowly starting to stabilize. And a lot of people from out of state that I would meet that were business owners that come from bigger states like California, that they have a bigger margin, bigger profit sales that have higher uh, markets that people that are able to afford it. They don't understand that New Mexico is a poorer state. Mm -hmm. And a lot of this medicine for people, they can't afford it. Mm -hmm. And it, it was sad to see that uh, this market was so high for it. So now that it's starting to stabilize and it's starting to be more affordable for people, it, it's it's been more beneficial for people. So I'm, I'm really happy to see it on that part. So you've got two things going for you that are kind of unusual. One, um, what you speak Spanish, so you're you're you're. you're Hispanic owned mm -hmm. business. You're also, you're, you're proudly flying your rainbow. So you've got Absolutely. like different markets too, right? That I don't know if, I, like, I never thought about that. Like, oh, is, is the Hispanic market an underserved market for this? Because, well, let me let, let you answer the question. I mean, it's that was another challenge. You know, here's the, the little beaner boy, as I like to call it. <laughs> Plus, he, <laughs> You know, I hate to use the slander word, but, you know, in my community, we call it the little Juatito, which is a little gay boy. So it's 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 all against me. You know, it's mm -hmm. in New Mexico. There's still that stigma. Unfortunately, we have a long ways to go. And it's, it's sad. Even in our community, we still have people that slander us for being who we are. Mm -hmm. And, wow. you know, it's it's sad because I serve my community full forth. You know, I have a big heart. Um, you know, the starting of my business was. I'm trying not to cry here. Um, the starting of my business was my little sister. She was going to be my business partner. Um, and I lost her at the age of 25 oh. in January of 2022. You know, we signed the lease together for my business. And that in itself was hard. And I struggled of, okay, are you going to open the business or are you not going to open the business? And I told myself, you know what, for her legacy to live on, you're going to open it. So you need to push forward. <clears throat> and I opened it in her honor and then in my dad in 2018 when I lost him. So it was hard. And, you know, I came out late in coming out as gay late. <clears throat> you know, I still have that regret, too, because I never told my dad. Mm -hmm. As a parent, your parent knows because um, I've had that conversation with my mom. My mom said, yeah, your dad knew. And I'm like, of course, your parents, your parents are going to know. Of course, they're going to know. Um, <laughs> if they're paying any got, amount of attention, right? Exactly. I never got that satisfaction to tell me, you know what, dad, to sit down with them and tell me, you know what, this is who your son is. Um, but he knows. He knew. Um, so there's still that, that, you know, there was those roadblocks still going into this industry and they're, they're still there. You know, you walk into places and you tell them who you are as a business owner. And I walk in with my purse proudly and people still look at you like, and it's like, this is who I am. Mm -hmm. And when they start talking and they start understanding who you are, then you start breaking down those walls. And if they don't, then right. I am who I am. So mm -hmm. Right. right. Is, it, is the LGBTQ community underserved 
with dispensaries? Like, I mean, is there a, is is there a clash there too? Or I don't I I don't know. That that would be I'm over here. I'm a proud ally, but I'll be the first one to tell you I don't know everything that goes on in the community. So <laughs> that I. As far as I know, I don't know of many that are LGBTQ owned and operated. Um, since I started my dispensary, I've had to step away from a lot of things that I've done and a lot of events that I've gone to. Mm -hmm. So it's it's hard to say. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, what made you um, choose Bernalillo as a location to open? It's my community mm -hmm. and part of when you open a dispensary, you have to have a socioeconomic plan and the plan is to give back to the community. So I figured I want to give back to the community that I serve and I want to make sure my tax dollars that are generated from my business are given back to my community. Mm -hmm. And if I have to go back and stand before my commissioners to make sure that my tax dollars are spent in the appropriate places, I'll be the advocate for people for that in my community. It's a it's a tough, I would think it's a tough market right now because like everybody wants to jump in. Like I said, everybody's like right. uh, in fact, blend. I'm down the other end of, of the of the valley. Um they had to they had to say, okay, like stop or oh. a pause on because every empty building was being turned into a dispensary. Right. And so they want, but they want. Their, their thought process was y'all are jumping into this, but not really thinking through the whole running a business. It's not like you can't just, you're not, you're not printing money by opening a pot dispensary. It's still right. a business. You still have to run it like a business. You still have to have employees and pay taxes and, Absolutely. you know, deal with zoning and insurance and all that kind of stuff. And people were just like, we get to go smoke pot and be happy. And no, it's a full-on hardcore business like any other small business with mm -hmm. all kinds of extra layers. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, um, so now you've been in business since for a year and a half. Is that correct? Or year and a half? Not even uh, a year. 11 months. Now. 11 months. Okay. Yeah. And are you, um, is it getting better? Do you see like light at the end of the tunnel for what you're for what you're doing? Ah, oh, not yet. Not yet. That's okay. you know, it's still on the I'm still on the scary roller coaster. You know, mm -hmm. there's good days, there's bad days. Um, we just applied, I just applied for my um, integrated micro business. So what that means is before I was just strictly retail. Um, I just got approved last week for my manufacturer license. So now oh, I'm nice. to do. Uh, topicals, my own pre-rolls, and packaging of my own product. Um, yeah. I'm waiting for the approval now to start growing my own cannabis flower now. So wow. I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Um, now I'm working with the town of Bernalillo because ultimately what I want to open is a consumption lounge mm -hmm. um, for people to come enjoy cannabis products on property, mm -hmm. which I think is really beneficial for people, especially people that have not used it. Right. Um, or if we have medical patients, um, because my business does tailor to medical patients for, um, we have the, a fund called the Helen fund. Um, mm -hmm. I lost my grandmother in 2001 to breast cancer. Mm -hmm. Um, and that fund gives, um, to cancer patients to receive free, ca um, cannabis products mm -hmm. for, um, anything, any, um, needs that they have. 
so we can educate people for their needs. Because we have a lot of people come in, whether they're recreational or medical, for the first time that have needs, um, whether they have anxiety, they have depression, mm-hmm. loss of appetite. Um, a lot of the terpenes that are found in cannabis are very beneficial to people. So it's not just a, a product that we're pushing out. It's really a medicine that we're here to help people with. A lot of people that are on the rec site have had undiagnosed problems that they've had that right. they don't realize that they've had, and it can be a benefit to them. So right. it's a lot of education, too, that goes into a consumption now versus just wanting to go and smoke and have a good time. Right. There's a lot of benefits to it. And a lot of people that haven't used it, you don't want to have a adverse effects and give them have a bad high because they've never used it before. You know, you or haven't used it since they were a teenager and it's gotten a hell of a lot stronger. Exactly. <laughs> that too. Are you speaking from the heart, Eric? <laughs> Holy shit. I was like, I mean, yeah. And I, you know, and uh, I don't know. I'm wow. I mean, I'm from the days of, of, you know, rolling stuff out on an album cover to get the seeds and the stems out. It could have been parsley for all I know. I don't know, right? It was just terrible, right? Smoking these little pinner joints that were awful and the whole bit to this one hit stuff that will put you out on the couch going, I have toes, right? (laughs) Feel them on my hands. I mean, it was wild. It was wild. And I realized that... (laughs) So we were, we were looking for pain relief for my husband. I have some his back. He has a, a permanent back injury. So we're looking for pain relief and realizing, okay, that's not where we needed to be looking at. We needed to be looking at the stuff, at a different kind of THC that has more of the medicinal side of it, that type of thing. So that, you're right. There's a huge learning curve. Mm-hmm. And, and knowing that having somebody be able to shepherd you through that would definitely have been helpful. Yeah, yeah, it's huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we're so you're so you're you're wanting to grow your own product, but before you do, is all um, where um, like does your product all come from within the state? Do you I believe that's the thing, right? You can't order product from out of state. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, with the way New Mexico law is written, everything has to be um, purchased and grown in New Mexico. Right. Um, but that's that's the biggest thing that we're seeing. Two of the biggest things. One, if you've seen the news recently, a lot of dispensaries in New Mexico were caught doing that illegally, purchasing mm-hmm. things from other states and selling them here in New Mexico. And <laughs> clearly is on the labels, they say THC and they have where the state of origin is and they were selling it from as a New Mexico product and mm-hmm. got caught. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That's the unfortunate part. Um, but a lot of bigger companies, too. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Cookies, um, which is a big California state. It's a Walmart of companies mm-hmm. or is coming to New Mexico. There's a lot of companies from out of state that do come to New Mexico. And the way they do it legally is they just bring their recipes, if you will, get um, all the products here in New Mexico and just um, grow it and manufacture it here. Uh-huh. Well, it makes sense because you want to keep the money here in the state right that's has has it been helpful have being surrounded by states who've been through it before like having you know colorado's had seen some pretty good success with it is does does that help having that kind of your know, next door neighbor you could ask questions of or oh absolutely you know you get some type of guidance some stuff works and some doesn't it's just like anything else but 
why reinvent the wheel when it's been there? Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm, I'm very, very sorry to hear about your the losses to your family, Octavian. That's thank you. Yeah. Very sorry to hear that. Can't imagine how difficult. I love that you have her on your homepage. That's very sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've got it. I've got. It. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put this up here. I I hunted you down on Facebook. You've got a really nice Facebook page, um, and then you know people can go and and check out and and get over your web page and all of that good stuff. But it looks like you're. I was looking at your Valentine's Day stuff and going, "Ooh, smart. See, yeah. good marketing there. I like it." <laughs> Absolutely. That's one of the biggest things. A lot of our customers need help with sleep, and we got some really good products for sleep. Yeah. 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 You had those beautiful candies, those boxes of candies that we purchased that just are like make a gorgeous gift because they're so beautiful looking. Yes. I love them. And they're New Mexico. What they are before you give them to grandma. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. What were you saying, Octavian? Oh, yes, the New Mexico Inspired Flavor Bonbons. I love those things. Ooh. Yes. They come in a box of four. They're mm -hmm. um, red chili, raspberry, green chili, caramel, pistachio, bizcochito, ganache, and lavender honey pinon. Oh. They're so delicious. Yeah. It's yes. worth it. Yeah, worth a trip to Bernalillo, Erica, for more. Mm -hmm. That sounds delicious. <laughs> wow. And then next week, we'll be getting in the caramel ones. So there'll be caramels with um, chocolate. Super delicious. Awesome. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I can imagine not too much testing of the of the goods because you do have to actually run the business afterward. But you know, little little tastes, right? Like, oh, it's good. after work. After work tasting. Yeah, right. Oh, because that would be smelling the chocolate. No, oh, that would. Be I'm a weekly ten milligrams. I can't even function or talk. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the type of person that I'll put a TV on mute and cry afterwards because I'll think I'm deaf because I went deaf from because I couldn't hear it. <laughs> I'm that bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I know I have those. I know. I know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. What is your address? So you're on Main Street in Bernalillo. Um yeah. and you are um what is your address? Do you want to give it's us 413? Mm -hmm. South Camino del Pueblo. The easiest way to find us is we're right next to the Family Dollar. Mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, and the very historic building. Not hard yeah. to find us. We're right off the street. Yeah, yeah, in a beautiful historic building. Thank you. And if anyone gets a chance, come. Um, we'll be celebrating uh, the one-year anniversary of cannabis going recreational on Saturday. Mm -hmm. We will be having a celebration um, from noon until. 7 p.m. so oh, all nice. day um, we'll be having food music and just come hang out with us and then we'll also be having a 420 party as well um, from the same time food music um, unfortunately they are cannabis free events um, but you know come have some food fun with us right. come buy it and take it home right absolutely and i'm also a resource so if anyone's ever thinking about opening a dispensary or has any questions or thinking nice. about it you know, please use me. I'm I'm a resource. I know it's hard. You know, being a small business owner, it's it's hard to to, to navigate through things. Um, so please please reach out to me as well. Awesome.
That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for being a guest today. And all the listeners, go check out Royal Highness Dispensary in uh, downtown Bernalillo. And let's say hi to Octavian on yes. those couple of dates. I'm sure they can find information out on your Facebook page, right? Absolutely. That'll be posted today. Cool. Awesome. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining today. We really appreciate it, Octavian. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it, ladies. Very cool. Thank you. Have yeah. a beautiful day. Thank you for Bye. listening, everybody. And thank you to the Mexico Out Business Alliance for sponsoring this podcast. Have a great day. See you next week.